Greetings, friends, family, and followers. My name is Angela. My name is Pam. And my name is Edwin. And you're listening to episode 51 of Dungeons, Dinings, and Dorks. Uh, yeah, we're back in our studio. Back to, uh, online because, well, there are some days that's just easier. <laughs> Plus, it's working pretty good, so... Anyway, we had a lot of fun with episode 50. I hope you did too. Um, we're back to our normal format. Uh, so let's get started talking about what everybody's been up to. Pam! Yes. What have you been up to? So I don't. So on episode 49, uh, I did a re- Starbucks uh, review on their latest one, the strawberry funnel cake frap. Uh huh. And actually, I've been trying it again, and it's actually quite good. So I just had a very bad review. So you you just had a bad one, like someone made it I, wrong. I or? think I think someone someone burnt the funnel cake portion uh, of it. Or it. But I went to other Starbucks places. I also and have tried it multiple times, and it's actually quite good. Of course, every Starbucks visit will vary because you know people just make it differently all, all the time, but. It's still it's it's still really good. It's still an excellent uh, summer summer drink in my opinion if you love strawberry and sugar stuff. All right. And caffeine. <laughs> so basically I need to take two doses of my meds. Uh if you want to try it, sure. <laughs> and another thing that I've been doing it, um I spoiled myself and did I mention about my mechanical keyboard? I you, don't think you mentioned actually you, getting one. You you, you said re- that you were thinking about getting one, but I, think I don't you think you bought one a while back. Because you were like all into the ASMR mm-hmm. mechanical keyboard thing. Oh yeah, I was talking about planning on getting it. I didn't. I never got it until recently. Oh. Yeah, you you haven't talked about getting one. Which one did you get? So, I saw this one over at a local technical store. Micro sensor. <laughs> Yeah. By the way, we're not store. From, uh, sponsored by it. But anyway. Not a sponsor. But hey, uh, Micro Center, if you want to sponsor. Yes. So it's the HyperX Alloy Origins Mechanical Gaming Keyboard. It is the mm. one with the blue, blue, the switch? blue switches. Oh, yeah. that's a, the so really clicky, the clicky ones. ones. That's what Angela has. And what's awesome is that for you gamers out there, it is compatible with PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, because yes. PS4s and Xbox Ones are just computers in, in console form. Nice. Yeah. Yes, and what's cool is that this one lights up. It kind of has a rainbow effect. Nice. And the, if you don't like the rainbow effect, there are apps there that, you know, if you want it one color, there are apps for you to... Um, that you Change can the download colors. so that you could control the colors and yeah. nice. if you want the ripple effect or other stuff for your ASMR keyboarding uh, desires. Is, it, is that the full 102 keys? Like the, the one with like the number pad and everything and it looks like a oh, standard? Yes. Okay. Yes. So yes. it's not the shortened one with like with no number pad. and. Yes. So there are various keyboard formats. They're very basic. Like just the letters without any numbers or functions or whatever. It's just the basic <laughs> keyboards oh. and then there are steps up and i and f- for my birthday my sister-in-law also got me some special key caps but i really don't like yep. the tool that comes with it it's just a plastic the... clamp yeah that's the standard tool yeah i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't like it um it's it's kind of you really need to grip it yeah. um you feel like you're gonna ones... break it is basically what I feel like you're gonna break your keyboard if you use it. There are the ones that I want um, are those that kind of look like those uh, whisks. Yep. They're much more easier to control, and they come in various uh, uh, kind of like accessories. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm gonna go all out cool. So that's probably I'm gonna be the next one on my uh, geeky wish list. Nice. Well, my. Well, my 1991 Packard Bell standard keyboard, mechanical keyboard, I've been sporting that out for 30 years now. <laughs> and it still works. That's my 
Wow. It's got, it's got no Windows key, which is weird sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> what I really don't like about certain key keycaps is that sometimes, you know, depending on how well it uh, the key uh, the keyboard is, sometimes the oils on your skin kind of rub the letters off. Yeah, that's so obnoxious. Well, that's the I, thing. The stand the really high quality keycaps won't do that. Yeah. So. So yeah, I that happened that happened to me at work. But luckily yep. I know, you know, I, I know out of memory where, you know, where's the why? You don't hunt and peck. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that, you know, if if a key if a keycap and this goes and the switch gets broken, I think it's time for a new keyboard. Well well here's the thing. You can you can replace those switches. That's a that is the cool thing about a Cherry Mechanical MX. Mechanical keyboards. Well, yeah. The Cherry MX keyboards, you can replace the switches if right. they break. You don't have to replace the whole The thing is, though, I don't I thing. don't have that type of keyboard at my work. Oh, no. The type of keyboard at your work is the one that came with that computer. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty basic. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm happy with I my give those. Keyboard. I give those kind of keyboards to the people who I don't like. <laughs> just kidding i'm kidding <laughs> so yeah so the next thing on my to-do list for my key my keyboard asmr dream is to figure out how to uh stream it also to record it blah 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 all that stuff hey. so anyway edwin what have you been doing well i've been outside getting sunburn quite quite thoroughly I hope you've been um, applying uh, sunscreen. He keeps forgetting because ever, he's not used to this? needing sunscreen. Did I talk about this in our in our other podcast that I'm brown, I'm Filipino, and I'm getting burnt? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm getting burnt, and I'm I'm, I'm peeling it, which <laughs> sucks. But anyways, we've uh, Angel and I finished the. Was it the cut, the cut, uh, flowers bed, and the rose, and the rose bed. The last weekend and this weekend. That was exhausting. It was exhausting, <laughs> and it looks great. Even the, especially the rose bed looks really cool. Um, and the problem is that it's done. We did it when it was hot, which may or may not have been the coolest thing. In, well, it definitely was not cool. <laughs> um, but there's no rain. And it's starting to really bother me. In fact, I don't know if it, last, last uh, what was it? Was that like last Thursday or Friday? It was. I think it was Friday. It was Friday. And it literally, like I was looking at the radar and it was like, big storm, West Minnesota, just coming our way, right? Like, it looked like a big red and black, big, like, line blob that was heading east. As soon as it hit, like, St. Cloud, it started to dissipate and completely disappeared before it even got to the Twin Cities. And then it started reappearing in West Wisconsin. <laughs> like it was like someone like had like a weather machine and it turned you know and like it just like completely disappeared before it hit before it went to west western wisconsin and it just reappeared it was the weirdest thing i've ever seen i was so disappointed because you know trying to trying to keep my grass green and not have it die takes a lot of water and i wish i could rip off rip out my grass but apparently there's an ordinance of where we live that you have to have grass which is kind of dumb especially during if it's a drought mm -hmm. um and i'm not i'm not about to put fake grass or spray the grass green because <laughs> you I don't know want to paint do the that. grass i am not painting grass that's just hokey <laughs> i'll get out so that's that's what um yeah so you all you, you know, gardeners out there i i hear your plight <laughs> you know it's interesting because you know uh this this week or should i say last week was really weird weather-wise for even for minnesota minnesota weather 
because there were like pockets of thunderstorms just all of a sudden just forming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think there was one in Maple Grove. There was another one, I think, in Ham Lake or whatever. There was one in Minneapolis. There was one that like it was like 16 mile an hour winds in Minneapolis with rain. We had like we had like a spit of it here in the north. I think we yeah, some oh, yeah, <laughs> some town in the north also even got hail and it was like very very intense, but it was so short no one knew it was coming. Yeah. And as quick and it went as quickly as it came. So I'm like, "Oh. All all I know is okay. that my rain barrel has been dry for like the pe- for the last 11 or 12 days. It's bone dry." Yeah. And I expect this sort of thing to happen in deserts, right? Of course, if I lived in the desert, I'd probably have a more elaborate system. Mm-hmm. But whatever. I need it to rain. So anybody who knows the rain dance, please. Edwin. Please. please you uh, have to just water your plants. It's so expensive. <laughs> well, it's. And it's, it's not very conservation-y of me, too. Which really bothers me because I um, like to be cons- conserving of water, and it's just I have to balance it out between my neighbors getting mad at us for not water for having dead grass, or the, or trying to keep up with you know my neighborhood because everybody every other person in my neighborhood, depending if you're an odd or even house, is watering their lawn. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's. It's one of those things. I wish I could just rip out my lawn and just make a huge garden out of it. But let's see. I I think the more planting we do, the more we can get away with not having grass, but we would have to have pretty elaborate gardening going on and that could accidentally cost us more water. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that I've been doing that. And there's it's another gardening life. It is, but it's so. I mean, our 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 backyard looks like looks like Bachman's right now. I'm, <laughs> I'm so liking it. Um, Edwin is happy. I am very happy. And he's enabling out. my plant addiction. It's really nice. Um, my the the vegetable garden's just going off like wildfire, and everything's healthy. Everything's growing. It's awesome. The other thing I wanted to talk about too, um, since um, I don't want to get long winded here, but I played the new Oregon Trail. And this is for anybody... This is on Apple Arcade, so if you have an iPad, iPhone, MacBook Pro, whatever, you can play this. And I gotta tell you, it is nowhere near the mech game that we've come to know and love. You have... It's hard. It is a very hard game. You have to think about wagon space. You have to think about distance. <laughs> you have to think about there's like bandits on the on the trail that want your money. There's herds of bison that's blocking your trail and you try to scare it off, it might like stampede the other way and stampede on your <laughs> on your on your you know you know stampede like on top of you in your wagon. You have My to chaotic think. side would probably try that. <laughs> yeah. Like, and you don't know which one's going to work. That's the crazy thing. Like, you could sit there and wait for it to go, you know, to, to, uh, you know, to leave. But no, sometimes it won't, you'll be there for a week and it doesn't leave. And then you can try to scare it off by shooting, you know, around in your rifle. By the way, um, the hunting part of the game that we come to know and love from the mech game where it's third person and you're looking around that's back yay so (laughs) you are you know but then here's the thing right bullets cause space need space right right? so you can't pack on like 500 (laughs) bullets you know you can maybe pack in a hundred and that's it, <laughs> right? It's hard. I'm Edward telling you. Edward is sad he can't have a thousand bullets on his far, wagon. The farthest I ever got in that game without my entire party dying was was Fort Boise, and that's like 
very close to the Willamette Valley of or you know in Oregon. Very close. I haven't even gotten like rap like going down the rapids with my wagon. You know, it, it's just oh man, it's just hard. Like it's a good game. It's one of the popular games apparently in our Apple Arcade. Um, and but. Yeah, it's hard. So anybody who wants to has one an iPod, iPad, whatever, whatever, whatever. It's only Apple available. Product. It's only available in the Apple Store, isn't it? Yeah, because Apple, <laughs> Apple, because, <laughs> because of Apple. Okay, here's the thing: Apple Arcade. I did not find out about this until very recently. That if you have a game on Apple Arcade, you cannot have it on another platform. So, you can't have it on Android. There's no, there's, the closest you can find on Android is Oregon Trail. Okay. <laughs> and we all know that's not Oregon Trail. That's some <laughs> demented zombie version. It's a, it's a demented zombie knockoff. Exactly. So, I don't know if, I don't know if that it's also hilarious. holds true for like Steam or Epic or whatever. Probably not Epic because they're kind of fighting right now. But yeah, you can't if you if you cannot if you have a game on Apple Arcade, you cannot have it at, at least on Android App Store, so or Google Play or whatever the heck they're calling it these days. So right. So sorry. If I want if I wanted to play Oregon Trail, I it's just it's just I do go back to the original for nostalgic reasons. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure I've I've played it, which you can find online. Yeah, archive.org has the have has but. a classic mech and the what was that? There was another one that that really made me mad because the hunting thing was first person shooter. Oh yeah, Boo. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, 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 no. anyways, that's what I've been doing. Angela, what have oh. you been doing? Oh, I've been doing all kinds of stuff, but uh, um. The things I want to highlight, um, there's a person I follow on Twitter, which I'm guessing a lot of people have heard about. Um, her name is uh, Raven the Science Maven, and she just got her PhD, but she, I believe, is a uh, microbiologist. She's got the three bars. Huh? She's got the three bars. I Never guess. <laughs> but she's, yeah, she's she's got her PhD. Um, she's... She's uh, getting featured in some magaz- magazines and stuff. I've, she's got some uh, science rap videos, music videos, and they're amazing. Um, so I don't know if she yet, if she'll ever hear this, but congrats, Raven the Science Maven, uh, you rock. Um, also, reading some archaeology articles, and archaeology has proven that fashion is evil, uh, specifically shoes. <laughs> Elaborate. All right, so archaeologists went looking at some medieval skeletons, um, and they found an interesting uh, phenomenon. Because during during the particular part of the medieval era that they were looking at, um, pointed shoes were very, very popular. Um, like, and the longer the point on them, the better. That was just high fashion. It was the pointed long shoes they can't tell if they had heels because the, whatever the heels were made of broke down but mm-hmm. they're finding they're finding like the skeletons from that era have horrible horrible bunions and um there's uh Oh gosh! Yeah, the feet on these skeletons are so messed up from these pointed every, shoes. Every time I hear the word bunion, <laughs> Paul Bunyan, I, I just I just giggle a little bit. It's, it's, it's an odd word, but not like I'm reading this. Oh, what's the um, what's the CNN style? Uh, yeah, like there's a bit in it. I'm gonna quote it. You get degenerative degenerative changes in the bones of the feet. Um, there's very clear osteological signs that the toes were pushed laterally, and there's basically holes in the bones suggesting that the ligaments were pulling away. 
Uh, it, ouch. That hurts. Yeah. That hurts. Yeah, and it it causes it causes balance issues. So, like there there's uh, ooh, there's like they they believe that the like the skeletons suggest that even children were wearing the pointed shoes. Oh gosh! And it was only to look good. No, no, it was, nothing it dealing was, with social status what, or. It what? was well. I'm guessing the longer the shoe, the higher the social status because that takes more material and thus is more expensive. What culture was this? What European medieval? European medieval. Mm-hmm. They did some really weird stuff. They did. Then. So this, so this is where Gucci and Prada like <laughs> get yeah. their fashion sense. Uh, but but yeah, like bunions cause. You know, you're, they cause balance issues, and so they're finding that in these skeletons that they're looking at with the misshapen feet from the pointed toes shoes, there's also um, a higher number of healed broken bones. So, so people were falling over and breaking bones from wearing these pointed shoes too this long. Really, this really sounds like Chinese foot binding. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's... Because this is what they were doing, right? They were like... Uh, Binding feet to the point where they were breaking. No, no, Chinese, Chinese foot binding. I did read archaeological uh, reports on that. It it more caused the toes to curl underneath. <laughs> it caused, not, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't pointed. Yeah, it wasn't pointed. It was, it was short. It was it was to make the feet stay small. But nevertheless, it's deformation, intentional yes. deformation to look good. Yeah. Where have we oh, heard this before? Uh, always? Yeah, there's... Always? Yeah. Even today, plastic surgery. Hey, just a fun fact <laughs> for you guys and the listeners, I have a bunion on my right foot. And this is the reason why I stop. I had to watch what I watch what I uh, wear. Because teenager me, me loved wearing high heels and sure shooting. The bunion on the, my right foot got worse. <sighs> That just yeah. Like it hurts. So yeah, like it's like plaster fasciitis. And then, it hurts. That, <laughs> yeah, I believe it. And like, I am fortunate, I guess, that well, high heels don't particularly come in my size, so eh, I don't get to wear the heels very often. Luckily, <laughs> luckily, I think with with modernization, um, I'm able to find shoes that are wider, which yeah. would help with you know. Rubbing off on the bunion and all, and with comfort. Unfortunately, yeah. the heels. I miss wearing heels, to be honest. Yeah, and there but. there are ways to correct bunions. Expensive ways, but it there are expensive. ways. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, <laughs> Just so fashion is evil. Always has been. Probably always will be until people figure out. Hey, fashion is best when it's actually comfortable. Yes. For now, we're gonna shut up and listen. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. What? I don't have things ready. That was really quick. <laughs> that is the purpose of this meeting, ladies and gentlemen, for a nationwide campaign by you to demand by law such compulsory education. All right, someone wanted to talk about Loki. Who wanted to talk I about do. Loki? <laughs> I do. And it may not, it may, may or may not be related to my crush with Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, I'm just saying. I think we should talk about Loki because that actually came out um, on the on the ninth, so very, uh, very soon. I assume you guys never watched it yet. I haven't. I need to. I want to see. I've been so gardening. Bad. I don't know. <laughs> I've been outside getting burned. And I, watching Tracy and watching... I somehow am only mildly <laughs> pink with sunburn. Yeah. <laughs> so, so regarding of Loki, um, so it was just released. It is, it's only six episodes, which is kind of a bummer because the last, the other two shows, uh, what was it? Winter, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier and WandaVision, I think were at least eight. This one is only six. There are, there are 30 minute episodes. So, but people are saying that Marvel keeps on outdoing themselves. <laughs> because 
WandaVision was like, oh, this is the best show ever. And then Winter Soldier came out and people are like, oh, this may be better than WandaVision. Mm, I don't know. And then Loki came out and people are like, ooh, I don't know who my what my favorite show is thus far of this new phase. <laughs> but I'm saying to all Whovians, you guys might like this, actually. It <laughs> deals with time travel. Uh, wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Mmm. My cup and of I tea. Could, and I'm just, I was just watching it and a lot of things are like, oh my god, the doctor will not approve of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all things considered. You know, trickster, chaos, all that. And it, and if you want to know what the glimpse of the plot is, um, I don't know how far people have watched the movie, so spoiler alert, you might want to skip this minute. Um, but remember when uh, they were, when Avengers went back, uh -huh. um, and the Loki back then actually uh, stole the Tesseract and then transported out of it. Uh -huh. Remember that one scene? Uh-huh. These are that's that Loki's timeline. By doing that, he opens up a new timeline. Uh-huh. Cause remember, Loki died uh what was it? In an event uh, uh Infinity Wars. Mm -hmm. I think it was the first or second? Second? I think it was in Infinity Wars. Okay. So Does Doctor anyway. Strange have anything to do with this? Does what? Doctor Strange? No, I don't think so. This is sort of like stepping on his toes. Um, it might, it might lead to that. Everything is leading on to uh, future I'm just, yeah, movies. Yeah, I'm just saying this sounds more like a Doctor Strange timeline than anything. But uh, this, this is Loki messing with stuff. So this is definitely trickster and chaos going on. Hmm. And Loki will have to face his, um. Biggest enemy yet. I will not say who. Uh-oh. But for those that understand time travel, you are, that in itself is a clue. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. The writers of Marvel are really learning. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm going to guess. No, don't guess. It's the Daleks. What? You Crossover. Crossover. Wrong universe. Crossover. <laughs> the doctor was just looking at Loki and saying, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? <laughs> Speaking I... of multiverses, isn't there like a lot of crossover oh, like I can TV see shows fan... or movies or I... video games that I can if see... you just do like some fan art like I can see Loki fan and the doctor or... Someone's um, gonna write that fan fiction. Oh, absolutely! I'm Someone's sure. I'm pretty sure it already exists. Probably. Oh, I'm sure. That's At least for a Doctor Strange and Doctor Who. <laughs> Doctor Who, the Doctors. I'm, I'm sure well, it's already out there. <laughs> Doctor, both of them go. Whoosh. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that's my take on it. I did watch the first episode, and um. So something we definitely need to binge watch. Well, you kind of can't binge watch it. Oh no! It's only the first episode is out. Oh, the no! next yeah, episode is every Wednesday. A lot of these, a lot of these streaming services don't no longer will blast out the entire season in one go. Fair, especially one so, that they're making themselves. They want to make themselves money, and they want to make sure that you pay your monthly fee. Yeah. So <laughs> it's the days of the days of of. Of putting everything out there at one go, I think you're pretty much gone. Probably. Besides, it's Disney, so. <laughs> Probably. I don't think they'll ever do that. So. They'll keep on doing that until. I think they're also hoping that you know, the movie theaters. I know not a lot of people are comfortable going back to the movie theaters, but they're hoping that they will eventually go back. To movie theaters in the near future. I've I've heard one uh one uh oh what's it called? Uh Landmark Center's gone. 
not landmark, but the land. Hopkins is gone. Hopkins six, the second, the second uh, um, prediction. That's second tier. That's what that's what I'm thinking. There's there's at least one prediction out there that um, the uh, the film production industry is going to try to. Get rid of the law that says producers can't have their own theaters. Yeah. So I, there's mm, there's I, one prediction on that. That they're like they're gonna try to make it so that they can have their own movie theaters again. Not to not to not to get too political here, but I think that's a bad idea. It is because that is going back to that is going back to like the 1930s where they used to do that. Mm-hmm. Where actors, that's exactly what they referenced when they when yeah. the prediction was made. Where that was actors, Stephen Schleicher, yeah, major where, spoilers, who yeah. predicted that. Where actors were tied to contracts in movie houses, movie production studios, like United Artists. There's a reason why there's a United Artists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, there's there is there is the prediction that they're going to if. If they don't succeed, they're going to at least try. There's That's going to be an attempt at that idea. at some point. That's the prediction. Yeah. They have to do something. I mean, how much does a movie theater before pre-pandemic cost? Like, how much would you have to pay for a ticket? Way too much. Yeah. It's like, what, 10 bucks? That's Not the cost actually, of popcorn? It's part of it goes for rent and all those expensive seats. And, well, renting the film itself, getting renting the license to yeah. play the film... I think the thing is to me, I think that whole the whole model just doesn't work anymore. Like Mm-mm. I mean the especially if I have a perfectly good you know, big screen TV in my living room that's like Dolby Atmos around. It's like I'd rather just like pay the twenty bucks to rent the movie, you know, and have my entire family watch it. Because it's gonna be a lot cheaper than what a family of four to go to a theater plus popcorn. At least a hundred bucks. Yeah. So, I they have to do something with that model. Yeah. I don't think going with like let's go back to the yes you know the yesteryear of of how we used to run it is I don't think that's gonna be good. Nah. Well, I think that's that's something to look at in the future. But for now, yay Loki. Um, so, <laughs> let's move on to talk about some food, because in episode 49, we had a food challenge. But regardless of the style or type of restaurant, they all have one thing in common, and that is the serving of food. It's still fresh, but I'll take only what I need. They've got to last. Okay, so just so everybody knows, uh, we are going to be reviewing our restaurant list, see what's still open and still out there, and see what still qualifies for our uh, dinner check. So we're looking into that, and we're hoping to start it up again because I miss doing the dinner check. If you have, also if you have a place that we should try, and you know, specifically the local Twin Cities metropolitan area, or, you know... Like a twenty-five mile radius outside that, I don't mind that either. So, if you have any suggestions where we should go that's still open, that's a mom and pop restaurant, none of this chain silliness. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> just give us an so, email, give us a, a shout out on uh, on Twitter or dungeondiners at gmail dot com yeah, or, or go, any of our Twitter handles. Yeah, or go to legendcreators dot com. Just sh- shoot us a comment there. All right, uh, but for now, um, we had a challenge. Pam, your challenge was so uh, since May was it was it was regarding a day in May. It was a Minnesota day and a salad day, so I decided to do a Minnesota salad challenge, and that was that. <laughs> Find a recipe, a Minnesota salad recipe, and then report back your findings. So how'd it go, guys? Okay, I'm going to start this one off because I probably made my salad last. In fact, I'm sure I made my salad last. Yeah, you made it like less than two hours ago. I made it this morning. Yay! Um, yeah, mine, I found a Minnesota five-cup salad, which 
it was more of a dessert. It was sweet. And it had five ingredients. Each was supposed to be one cup. Um, okay. What my, the ingredients? It required whipped cream, sour cream, pineapple chunks, uh, canned mandarin oranges, and mini marshmallows. Personal opinion? It did not have enough marshmallows. <laughs> it did not have enough ice cream. There wasn't any ice cream. I was about to say, where's the ice cream? Because <laughs> it was a dessert. That was more like a dessert salad than anything. Like, dessert salads don't have ice cream. They could. This would have been a perfect topper for ice cream with ice cream. No, it wouldn't. It doesn't belong to ice cream. The sour cream would have would have made it just not taste sweet enough on ice cream. But you can't even taste the sour cream. Yes, you can. I couldn't. I did. <laughs> I couldn't. Like anyway, well, the the sour cream because there was so much sweetness in the whole. Oh, thing. The sour cream did reduce the sweetness to me and added a bit of a added a bit of tartness to it. That's that. That was my experience. But could you could you still taste the pineapple? Yeah. Yeah, because there were chunks that? in there. Yeah, yeah. The okay. there were pineapple yeah. chunks. The mandarin oranges were in chunks, but it's just one cup of each, and. It, it suggested um, banana as a topping or shredded coconut or berries. So I put some raspberries on top. But yeah, the it's supposed to be one cup of each ingredient. But I think the ratios were just not, not quite right. Because mm. there was a lot of sour cream, a lot of whipped cream, yeah. and not a lot of chunk in it. So if, if it were me coming up with it, I would have added more... more I would have just use an entire can of the fruit and then like probably double up the marshmallows maybe even triple it it, it no. needed more chunks in it well here's my mm. question besides the name or nuts mm. that would have been good <laughs> besides the name what i want to know is i guess maybe you can't answer this question whoever made up this thing this the salad what makes it minnesota I think I can, it was a Minnesotan who came up with it. It tastes like something a Minnesotan can, would come up with. <laughs> I can answer that question, but hey, Edwin, why don't you go first? Okay. Or go next. Wait, oh, we should we should give oh. a rank. What's um, your rate? I'm gonna rank the recipe as is around a thirteen because yeah. it just it was missing something. I gave it eleven. Yeah. Because it felt like more like a topping in a dessert. That's what it felt like to me. That's that's because it was missing something. Yeah, probably. Alright, now you can talk about your segment. Okay. Okay, so mine you've just okay. Besides having the name Minnesota as the uh, <laughs> as part of the name here, I got this thing for the taste of home. And this was Test Kitchen approved as well. And it's called the Minnesota Wild Rice Salad. Okay, so here we have wild rice, um, obviously, hence the name, cooked chicken, um, it has seedless grapes, um, chutney, cashew pieces, um, pineapple, celery, um, seedless grapes, um, yeah, that's about, that's about, that's about it in terms of what's in it. And, oh yeah, it has mayonnaise too. So it's a mayo-based um, salad. And I guess my my thing was that I follow the wild rice, um, how to cook the wild rice from the package, which I think was wrong. Absolutely wrong. It was wrong. Because that should have more water <clears throat> Okay, and I went back to the to packaging just to make sure I did it right. And yes, I did do it right, but it just needed more water. Um, so there was a little bit of crunchiness, like the right the wild rice was like half done. Some of them was fully done, depending on where it sat in the pot. But some of them was like half done, so I had a little bit of crunchiness to it. Besides the cashews that were in there, yeah. So. 
But other than that, I actually liked it. I think I would have, I would try doing it again this time, like using reject a, the instructions, rejecting completely, reject the instructions on the on the packaging. Um, I'm not very good. I don't really cook with wild rice all that much. Um, you know, I cook a lot of normal rice, <laughs> but not wild rice. Wild rice tends to be expensive, especially, you know, even though I'm in, we're from Minnesota. Because wild rice here in Minnesota is actual wild rice. Like, they go out in boats, you know, canoes, and they sit there and, and they tack the grass and stuff like that. Which, wild rice is essentially grass. It's mm-hmm. not, it's not a, like, rice, which is like... It's not a, an actual grain. It's not an actual grain. So, it cooks differently. <clears throat> Anyways, I gave mine... I actually gave mine a, um, a 16... I think it would hit like 18 or 19 if the rice was actually yeah. perfect. So, so I agreed that it was it was nice and refreshing, but yeah, the the weird crunch just the weird crunch that wasn't the cashews just threw me off. So I I gave it a 14. I it probably would go up a lot if if the company who produced that wild rice hadn't messed up the instructions. Yeah, which I have to it, say the wild rice I was I was using was from Texas. It, just... it wasn't from Minnesota. <laughs> and I didn't realize that until after the fact I was cooking it. I was hoping it was actually from Minnesota, just to say it was Minnesota wild rice. But this is... I You sent me out to the store hungry I and I was in a hurry. But wild... I mean, I would say, you know, I don't know if there's a difference between Texas wild rice versus Minnesota wild rice. I think there is. But I don't have any way to compare it to because I haven't had Minnesota wild rice for I don't know how many years now. So, do you think this Just salad right could? Stores. Do you think the salad could work with other types of of rice or other grains? No, 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 no. Wild rice. Wild again. Wild rice is not even. A, it's not really a grain. It's it's actually yeah. a seed from uh, from grass. It, yeah. So, you you might could get a similar fa- flavor from like quinoa or something, but it just no, would not be the right texture. It's not the right texture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it would it would not work right. Yeah. Like wild rice is, if you're gonna get something like that, wild rice is the only yeah. way to go. It's really, so, wild rice to me is so unique. It I is. wish I'd eat more of it because I love wild rice. It's just that. Like you can't you can't treat it like normal rice where you like you you cook it and you have it with adobo. You can't do it that way. No. You know this wild rice is a very unique thing that that like you either use it with a peel off or a salad or whatever. Now I want wild rice soup. Yeah, wild rice soup. <laughs> one of my favorites. I might make some because I have I have extra. Please. Wild rice. <laughs> um. Anyways, Pam, what did you make? <laughs> so. <laughs> Did you make the same thing? No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> I I went the same route as uh root route. Anyway, um either works. The same direction, let's say, as Angela and I did go for a sweet salad. <laughs> this one was from fargomorehead.org. So <laughs> Oh my gosh. This is mid this is Midwesterner. It's the Snickers salad. <laughs> so here's the question. Did it come from Fargo or did it come from Moorhead? Doesn't matter. It's still in the Midwest. <clears throat> oh, it's a Minnesota salad, right? Moorhead's this, is Minnesota. A, this is a salad that can be found in Midwestern <laughs> or Minnesota homes because I was the last okay. person to know that this salad existed. <laughs> okay. Yeah, cause cause my husband, who is of Scandinavian descent, yeah, he was like, oh yeah, yeah, I've heard, I've I've had Snicker salad before, and I'm like, really? This is Snicker salad. We're talking about like the candy this bar. Is new, yeah, the Snickers bars, you know. Okay, I'm intrigued. Bars. Huh? I am intrigued. So this this is only like four recipes. There are other variations um, that maybe call for. A, an extra ingredient or two. But this one, the specific one, only has four ingredients. It calls for apples. You could either use Granny Smith apples or Honeycrisp apples. Honeycrisp is actually a Minnesota, Minnesota, yep, apple. Minnesota apple. Um, Snickers bars, 
Cool Whip and a package of vanilla instant pudding. <laughs> it's, I... basically, it's basically you just mix everything, uh, prepare the instant pudding, mix everything together. And I and Angela, I kind of when when we tasted it, I think I think I agree with you because sometimes the the ratios of these salads vary mm-hmm. because because it calls for six Granny Smith apples Ooh, and four lot. Snickers bars. That's a big salad. That's more apples than Snickers, in my opinion. It should be the other way around, right? I would think we, so. <laughs> we added more Snickers bars to make it more Snickersery. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so I was able to uh, finally try this salad, and I was I I was like it was again it was mostly apples, so I was like mm, apples with Cool Whip and vanilla pudding, straightforward. And then the Snickers hit. I'm like, <gasps> sounds like sounds like dessert. Yeah. <laughs> just. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Just because it says salad doesn't mean it's an appetizer. Well, <laughs> no, because salads can be entrees. But I've never heard. I mean, it just sounds like. First of all, what you're ex- describing to me is something that I would probably find at the Minnesota State Fair, at a booth, because <laughs> it would be something that would be well, made like that way. And here's the thing, <laughs> I would imagine, like especially Angela and yours. Right, yes. where because mine was like mine was like test kitchen approved because they really really test this out in the test kitchen, right? Mm-hmm. What I know from like especially when it comes to like other other foods like hot dishes and stuff, mm-hmm. it's a feeling thing because this is like what your grandma used to make or whatever. Well, I have something else to add to that, but. To wrap my segment, my salad review up, both my husband and I gave it a 17. We like how it it's just takes your an apple, make it sweet, and then have a little good kick of Snickers. It actually works. And it's, it's something that I could see myself bringing to like a potluck as like a dessert. Yeah. And that's another thing that I wanted <clears throat> to mention about these, how it's a Minnesotan. A lot of what we were describing isn't fresh no they're not a lot of a lot of these are either refrigerated or processed or preserved or whatever canned something yeah yes because during winter it's we got a ton of them we gotta store up for the winter um so that's the reason why a lot of these are like something very quick something that you can easily you know get and whip up for your See, potlucks, it, and, and potluck is another thing that is very popular here. Mm-hmm. I just I just remembered like watching. I was watching this quite recently, where this this lady who grew up in the Depression era of, of the United States, right? Mm-hmm. And he was she was making like Depression era food, uh huh, right? And it was literally like, you know, like. Yo, about this much, about that much, and whatever. Maybe throw in a couple of that and this, you know, that sort of thing. We call this, you know, poor man spaghetti or whatever. You know, it was like that. It wasn't like, it wasn't like specifically a cup, specifically a thing. You know, it was very, this is how I remembered it because this is how my grandma used to make it kind of thing. You know, it was... It's like these recipes are passed on from generation to generation that you just knew. It's just like your mincemeat pie with your with your grandma, mm-hmm. right? You had to have her see it and taste it to know if it was right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like some of these, like yours and yours, Pam, that it was kind of like even you know, I'm sure that if this wasn't test kitchen approved my of mine, it would be the same thing. Possibly, and, yeah. So I feel like. And you're right. I think it's like we're Minnesotans. There's this thing about preserving like a lot of things because of the winter, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yes. Definitely. I'd love to try that Snickers thing because anything that has a Snickers bar in it, I'll try. <laughs> and it wasn't too sweet, too. So, it, it may be Edwin safe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. And 
And again, and I, I, I think I agree with you that I think it all depends on how you taste it, your range of taste. Because because this recipe, I was like, it needed more of this or it needed less of that. Yeah, that only uh, the original poster of the recipe or whatever would be like, mm, yeah, it needs something. <laughs> yeah. So wow. that was the Minnesota salad challenge. What did you rank it? I what? thought I, I thought I said 17. seventeen. Oh, I must have spaced out. I'm sleepy. <laughs> it's okay. okay. So Angela has our next. Um, I do. Our next challenge here. All right, Pam, Edwin, your next challenge. Should Verse you choose two. to? Well, yeah. Plus me. <laughs> Should you choose to accept, which you. Probably will. Which you kind of have to. (laughs) Your challenge is a potato dish suitable for summer. Well, that's kind of easy. Don't default to potato salad, please. (laughs) My my head just goes to the potato salad. If if you're going to do potato salad, it's got to be different from what you usually default to. But a potato dish suitable for summer. Okay. You're going to have so many potato salad recipes. Well, it doesn't... It could be any, like, an entree or... Yeah, it, it could I be an entree. Do dessert? It, it, it could be a potato dessert. They exist. It could be a potato a potato bread. Oh, they exist, too. Yep. So, just something that involves something potatoes that is suitable for summer. I've never okay. worked... I've never really worked with potatoes other than potato salads... Mashed potatoes, fries, uh, chips. Good luck to you then. <laughs> I know. I might just like make. Here's a summer stew. Wink, wink. Oh, that doesn't. <laughs> but but I want the potato to be the highlight. The potato's got to be it the has... star. Oh my god! It has to pass the Samwise Gimji. <laughs> would would Samwise Gimji approve? Ah <laughs> oh, man, this might not be as easy as I thought. It would be, <laughs> but it might, I might end up having to default through a salad because yep. if you're gonna default to potato salad, it's just gotta be different from be your creative. usual. I'll put Snickers bars in it. How's that? Right. <laughs> I wonder where you got that. <laughs> okay. All right. We we'll report back. We'll, we will report back with potatoes. Potatoes. <clears throat> Taters? What's taters, precious? Anyway, (laughs) so we're... Alright, last thing we're gonna do... I have... A nerdy discussion topic. Oh, this is the wrong one, but I'm just gonna use it anyway. Eh, fine, whatever. (laughs) I like this one. Alright, so... Alright, my topic for discussion is... What is your video game hot take? What is a game that a lot of people rave about that you just don't like? Or what is a game that everybody seems to hate but you absolutely adore? And I don't want to go first. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. You don't want to go first? No, because because I want to hear what you guys say. I think I'm more of a gamer in this group. Maybe maybe Angela does a little bit more than I do, but I venture off into certain you need, genres. So you need to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, well, I, Pam, why don't I, you start? Because it looks like you well, want to talk. Well, well, you guys should know by now that I would say a Vocaloid game. I'm probably <laughs> the only person that still, that still is playing Vocaloid games because I just love those rhythm games. Um... I like it when the characters come to life. Uh, I love the songs, the variety of it, and you could always just challenge yourself any harder. And they're and they're not easy. They are they're not difficult. easy. They are not. <laughs> <laughs> and just to rub in what we discussed a little bit earlier, I like the fashion that <laughs> I could change <laughs> my characters into. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> I, I, I do like a cute Vocaloid character. Right. Um, and regarding of the other 
part? Uh, what was it? A game that a game that you don't like that everybody raves about? You know, I I can't really say because I haven't really playing any video games other than Vocaloid and Animal Crossing. So <laughs> maybe I'm just not able to answer that question. <laughs> Angela, what about you? <laughs> All right. Um, I personally absolutely adore Final Fantasy VIII. And there are a lot of people who say it's the worst of the series. Oh, it's not the worst of the series. What What do you think is the worst of the series? The worst of the series? Yeah. Probably, probably 16 for me. 16? Or the one that was out for, the one with a boy band, the emo boy band. I have Or Final Fantasy 15. Is that 15? That's, Isn't that's that... 15. Yeah, see, I can't even think which number it is. There's so many of them now, but it... 15 <laughs> is probably the one I can't do because it's just a boy band. It's like It's like it's with, not a boy with band. With rich people's problems. I, it's, it's, it's not a it's not a boy band, but anyway. Is that Is that the RPG one? Well, they're or... all RPGs. No, the online, sorry. No. No, that one's 14. 14, yeah. okay. No, but like a lot of people say that eight was the worst of the series like that's a, a lot of people say that mm. like you ask them about about uh the final fantasy series and like oh yeah which one's your which one's your favorite and they're like oh seven is the best honestly i had a hard time getting into seven i haven't actually managed to finish the finish seven all the way through because well the copy that i had when i first tried to play it had a glitch that i just couldn't get past the glitch wouldn't let me but i absolutely adore eight and people are like oh the the main guy is just so emo they changed the <laughs> system they messed with the system too much like all the games they have they experimented a little bit oh, yeah. but eight i think had the most experimentation in the magic system yeah and so yeah people just absolutely hated it because they they thought that they changed the game too much and I, I just adore that game. I think it has a fantastic story, and I, I just remembered. I just remembered. I hope this. I hope this entire game doesn't, doesn't take place inside the school the whole time. I just remembered that. But then when I got out of the school, right, I was very pleasantly surprised. It was the same way for me for like seven, where I didn't even know like there was a world outside of, of whatever the heck that town is called that city is called midgard midgard yeah so i, I will say this eight had one i think they had one of the best soundtracks eight did have a fantastic soundtrack a fantastic soundtrack yeah but yeah there's there's a lot of people who just plain don't like eight because they messed with the magic system a lot to try something new <laughs> i'll say this this is 15 when you start <clears throat> the game pushing a freaking car <laughs> okay i thought it was unique and special <laughs> no i was just like you're pushing this freaking car that's that's probably like like the bentley of that world right and it breaks down so you're gonna have to push it i thought that was hilarious <laughs> it wasn't a good start <laughs> i thought it was hilarious anyway so my other my other hot take i i not a huge fan of seven like yeah I'll, i will gladly play it i want to give it a try the remake's good the remake is good oh the remake's absolutely all fantastic. right so maybe the maybe i'll like the remake better than i yeah. than i than the original so but yeah that's i think that's my hot take edwin you're up i got plenty <laughs> all right <laughs> but we we need we we need just one for each okay which one should I start with? The Which oh. one do you like that is under that most people don't? Oh. I would say any of the games that like from Dreamcatcher. Like even like not even or or oh, what the heck is that? Like the Siberia games whoever were make who was making those. I think that was I don't think that was Dreamcatcher, but like these these puzzle games from the computer. That was made like between 1990, like probably like 1993, all the way out to like 19, 2008. They were making these great storyline games. They were like Telltale games now. 
right? Actually, mm-hmm. Telltale Games is no longer around, but when they were around, it was like that. They were excellent games, very unique style, very unique, like pre-rendered. The stories were absolutely fantastic. But for some reason, they never really just caught on, you know, but for like a very minute, like niche group that really love these games for what they are, they're excellent. Um, they, you know, they call from the way of like, cause that's a lot of the games back in the day of, of computers. They would, I mean, what was it? Um, uh, like the beast, beast within those kind of games. Those are great. But a lot of people just don't like them because either they just can't figure it out or they're not like me. I get lazy and just try to walk through <laughs> because I'm usually there for the storyline anyway. Um, they were excellent. And I'm glad that several of them have been remade. Like Beast Within got remade. The the one that I just I'm playing right now, Riddle of the Sphinx, just got remade. Nice. So they're getting remade, so there is a following of people who like it, but a lot of people just like blow it off and say, meh, whatever, you know, they want the the first person shooters or whatever. Yeah. So, so what's what's the game that you don't like that everybody else does? Um, Fallout 4. Why is that? <laughs> it's too complicated. It's way too complicated. For, okay, Fallout 3 was excellent. Fallout New Vegas was excellent, right? Uh-huh. You can definitely get into those games. Those are great games. Fallout 4 just got too complicated. They tried to sit, like, plug in a city builder game in there. <laughs> you know, it's like... You know, like you're running around and all of a sudden there's this task where you have to like create like like a wall around your the neighborhood that you that you happen to like live in, you know? So you're having to like build stuff and find stuff to build. And I'm sitting there going like what am what it's almost like this game doesn't know what it wants to be. <laughs> you know? And I just I got I got really irritated with it. I can never get through it. There's a lot of people there that this game is great. It's made by Bethesda. Game, you know, Bethesda is a great. Uh, it's a it's a great games you know game studio. But Fallout Four just did not know what it wanted to be, hmm. and they tried to hype it up with they made was it Fallout Shelter, mm-hmm. you know, prior to Fallout Four to hype it up. And everyone went, you know, looked at the graphics and everybody was just like, ooh, this is looks so good. It just dragged on and you have to, you know, again, you got to like build stuff. It was a, you know, like putting a, you know, in the, the mechanics of the city building thing was so, was so janky that I was like, I, I don't care if, if we get invaded at this <laughs> point. I'm just, I'm just going to go to Boston. Who cares? <laughs> so... Okay. Anyways, that's my take. There's plenty of games that I that I have similar feelings for on either side, but those are probably my two worst. And I played six I paid full price for Fallout 4, which I wish I hadn't. So. <laughs> Alright. So that's it. And I need to play this. And fun. <laughs> Alright, where's our outro music? Ah, uh, yeah! <laughs> Thanks everybody again for joining us for episode 49. Uh, we had a blast, so... 51. Uh, 51, sorry. Keep thinking about it. <laughs> we have to do 50 again? Those took a long time. <laughs> anyway, yeah, thanks... Thanks again for joining us for episode 51 uh, of the show. Um, we're glad to, we're glad you joined us. We're glad you stuck around with us. And if you're new, hey, we're happy to have you with us. Um, again, my name is Angela. You can find me on the Twitterverse at Pleasant Doom. And my name is Pam. You could also find me on Twitter at PandaCatDragon1. You can find me on Instagram at PandaCatDragon. And you can find me at TCitiesEdwin on the Twitter sphere. And also, you can also find me at DIYEdwin on Instagram, which I am posting stuff. And I just got to post the the latest project that we just finished. So, Edwin, what's your Twitter handle? The Twitter handle is at TCitiesEdwin. Okay. 
Um, you can also shoot us an email at dungeondiners at gmail.com or you can find us on Facebook on the uh, Legend Creators page. You can also find us on our website, which is legendcreators.com. Um, you can share, find- like, <laughs> share, like, yeah, share, subscribe, subscribe. comment. Yes. All that fun stuff. I can now see help I, the alg- algorithm. <laughs> I can now see comments on iTunes or or Apple Podcasts now, so it's good. We uh-huh. we actually have listeners on there. I was quite pleasantly surprised. <laughs> so yeah, let uh, apparently those things help the show get noticed and help boost us with the algorithm. So yeah, help us out. We would appreciate it. Um, yeah, and thanks again for joining us on Dungeons. Dinings. And dorks. Bye. Bye. Bye.